that's my ongoing fantasy about me meeting you when I was beautiful and 25. And we met each other. We live in a loft somewhere. I have this weird loft thing going on in my mind. That's a lovely little fantasy. Why can't we be old and live in a loft together? Because, this is a fairly obvious response to the question, we can't afford it. No, I mean, if we decided that we didn't want to take care of all this anymore, we decided to, you know, become, to urbanize a bit and become, because I've always said, when I was old, I didn't want to live in the country. You know, you want, don't want to get your walker and be on all the uneven ground. You want to be, you know, want to be urban. You want to be an urban granny. By the way, this is Don't Listen to Us, episode number 44. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, I'm Sean goodness. King. I'm little old Granny Melissa King. Oh, my God, you bugger. Oh, my God, I could have said anything. I know. About what we did last night. I know. Anything. I was a Gordon Olivet, baby. Jeez, I got to watch you. <laughs> so, I, lo- I love the idea. I, for me, it was always, I've never, never seen them, I have no idea. Uh, but there's an area here in Vancouver called Gastown. And there was always these um, ads for these loft spaces. In the where- Gastown used to be an old warehouse district. So yeah. there's all these old warehouses. And what they've done is either they've knocked down the walls or, or they... It's that thing you see on TV all the time. Usually it's a New York thing. Oh, it could expose bricks. Sorry yeah, exactly. It's a cliche, but wow. The, the, the boyfriend in uh, House of Cards, the, the, the New York photographer. Had that oh, I love that. That was just four well, walls. Well, that was warehouse. That yes, was like a warehouse exactly. floor. That's yeah. the kind of loft space I've always dreamt oh. about. It's just having a gigantic, wide open space, and you'd have either. Um, screens or bookshelves bookshelves or thing i've always liked the idea of is fabric hanging from the ceiling that you can pull up and pull down da- and and pull down as as you need it as you need privacy mm. so if you're gonna have a party with a bunch of friends you pull all the fabric up and you have this big wide open space and then when you want privacy you would let the I haven't, i'd have to see that done yeah i'm not sure about the fabric thing yeah i, don't I know like the screen it, thing it's just oh, my uh, imagination that's uh, all. yeah because it yeah, you know. But it's interesting that you say that because most folks, most people would think the opposite, that as you got older, you'd want to get out of the city. I the know, country. I know, I know. You want the other way around. <clears throat> but when I used to live in Carisdale, and um, extremely high um, Asian community had moved in there. It's very Asian yes. in Carisdale. But it was at one time. Oh, you white folks. Um, well, very much an older, yes. older. Very old, um, yeah, very much. And uh, of, usually from British descent. You mm. know, they're very old community and there's a lot of elderly people still there and I used to um when I was a community therapist running around the city and I lived there I lived in an apartment there in Carisdale great old apartment I had an ironing board in the wall I mean how funky is that (laughs) best ironing board I've ever had and I used to look around and think hmm because we were always thinking you know we'll get out of the city one day get out of the city one day and then I used to think but I think when I'm old, I want to be in the city so I can putter down to the corner. Like, everything is right there. Yeah. You're going to get in a car. You're going to get in the bus. Yeah. Like, well, and even if you did, you could, you know, get on your little bus that you get on to go up to your little st- – you know, it's it's different here. It's not as easy when you're when you're getting quite elderly, but you still want to be independent. Now, you were talking about you have uh, you've had friends and you have a friend 
that uh, has uh, space in an area called Commercial Drive, or the Drive, as we call it yeah, in Vancouver. Just, they've just renovated it, and they're renting it out. And you said there was that you wouldn't want to live on the Drive. For me, and you've got a different perspective than I do, uh, I love, we both love Commercial Drive. Commercial Drive is the, for lack of a better <coughs> term, I'd say South American and European ethnic neighborhood. Yeah. Of Vancouver. The whole it's section. It's a rough neighborhood for sure. I like that about be, it. Yeah. No, it can be pretty rough. There's there's a whole section on, uh, and we'll get back to that point, whole section of it for Italians. There's a Brazilian section, a Portuguese section. Um, it's a wonderful area uh, for food and for little, little shops and all that kind of it's fun pretty stuff. Pretty exciting, let's put it that way. It's not a dull neighborhood. Uh, Italian <laughs> Days every year has uh, 100,000, 200,000 yeah, coming people, up. And mm-hmm. it's always on commercial drive. It's, mm-hmm. it's in what? Well, the, what would be called Little Italy mm-hmm. in other cities in Vancouver? It's just called great the delis. Yes, exactly. Um, East Indian delis, Italian delis, Greek delis, all that stuff. Now you said, and this is interesting, something we've talked about on occasion in the past. It's a very rough neighborhood. Yeah, I don't see it that way, and this is a matter of perspective. I don't see Commercial Drive, and I've been on Commercial Drive all hours of the day and night. Yeah, but because I'm six foot three and two hundred sixty pounds. I don't see that as being a rough neighborhood. Oh, my. You obviously do. It's not about that. It's, I mean, I love, if people live on the streets, I won't avert my eye contact. I'll no. say, hey. No, Lance, my friends lived there for many years, right off of commercial, and their car was stolen and burnt out several times. They found just, there was a lot of crime. Oh, you're seeing rough by, in, in, in that regard. I, I, when you say when you say rough, I thought you meant violence in the street, people mugging. Oh, no, no. Like it's that. just okay. it's a neighborhood that you really have to watch your security. Yes. I mean, I've been down there. They, my friends lived there. I used to work in the neighborhood. I used to have to go to downtown east side as a community therapist, and I saw lots of sites that still stick with me yeah. that were very unpleasant. I've been in residences down in that area that have really disturbed me. Yeah. So compared to Carisdale, yeah, sure. it's yeah. pretty rough. Yeah, interesting though. It's um, it's a thought I hadn't I hadn't thought of. For me, as a motorcyclist, I no longer want to live downtown because I want to get out of the city in order to ride the motorcycle. So I would prefer, as a motorcyclist, to live on the edges of a city. But I do understand what you're saying when it comes to convenience and close to things. And so, I mean, today's a perfect example. This weekend's a perfect example of our air quotes isolation here on the Sunshine Coast. Mm -hmm. Right now in Vancouver is the uh, Vancouver International Motorcycle Festival. And Mm -hmm. misnamed is not in Vancouver. It's in Abbotsford. But to get there from our little home in Gibson, we we counted last night. We had to go through 12 different towns to get to the Vancouver International Motorcycle Show. And Vancouver isn't one of them. Sorry, Vancouver is one of them, but it's just one of them. It's in Abbotsford. Yeah, it's an hour and a half outside of Vancouver. So for us to get there means getting in the car, getting on a ferry, mm-hmm. then getting on the highway, and then driving for an hour and a half through twelve other communities to get to this place. Mm-hmm. It's a pain in the ass. It is, and it's expensive. It's going to cost. It would cost us minimum of a hundred bucks to do that. Well, uh, but I look at motorcycles. But I also, if I was ever, and my, my ex-husband and I always said this, if we're going to move out of the city, there was no way I was going towards the valley. 
I hate the valley. Chilliwack makes me want to puke. I hate Chilliwack. I live there. I agree with you. I went there. I used to go through there and go, quick, yep. let's get through Chilliwack. Yep. The longest I ever spent in Chilliwack was to buy my Subaru, which was like, quick, let's get out. <laughs> um, if I ever was going to go in any direction, it was either going to be towards Squamish, yeah. which uh, for everybody that doesn't know, that's not a ferry right away, but it's the Cedar Sky Highway, brutal in the winter can be. Mm. But here, um, here is the same though. If we wanted to go to the, the craft beer festival, which is right here in our community, yeah. it would cost us close to a hundred dollars just to do that. And we yeah. could walk there. Yeah, exactly. So. I don't know what that means. I suppose what I'm saying is, is that many things these days for people is inaccessible. It's financial inaccessibility yep. as well as distance inaccessibility. Well, <coughs> we talked about this yesterday. The, the craft beer festival is a perfect example. Someone mentioned this on on uh, the web. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Netflix was raising its price two bucks or whatever it might be. And Melissa and I were talking about the craft beer festival, and the tickets they were selling were for two people came to, with tax of ninety dollars. Yeah. And Melissa said, well, if I had the money, I'd go. And I said, even if I had Bill Gates' money, mm, I wouldn't go. Mm, mm, because I mm. don't see, I don't mind spending money. I like spending money. But I always want to spend money and get that value for the money. Right. And right. I did. I do not see the value in spending 90 bucks to go to a craft beer fest. That, to me, is ridiculously oh. expensive. I would even never if, drink that much worth of beer, even if I went out for every night of the week. I don't think I drink that much. That's the equivalent beer. to about twelve pints. Oh, I, so I wouldn't drink it. You wouldn't. You probably no. could, but you wouldn't. I just, I, even if I was thinking for the rich, I wouldn't spend ninety bucks because I don't see ninety dollars worth of value from it. What, right. I don't know why they're not doing it. The, well, they're not doing it that way because they make more money this way. But traditionally, when I when I've ever gone to a craft beer festival, it's always been. You pay five bucks or ten bucks to get in, and then you buy uh, tickets. Yeah. And the tickets are two bucks or three bucks, whatever it might be, and you get a little three-ounce taste tester of the, right. the particular beer. And there's 18 uh, craft breweries at this place, and I've seen the ones in, in Portland, Oregon, where there's 100 craft breweries, and you get these little glasses, and you, you give them a ticket, and they give you three ounces of beer, and you sip the beer, and you get to taste what a stout tastes like, mm -hmm. or what, what an oatmeal porter tastes like. Beers that I wouldn't necessarily order in a in a pub and get sixteen ounces of. But hey, I, one of the best beers I ever had that I was not expecting to like was at a beer festival in Portland, and it was a raspberry oatmeal stout porter or something mm. like along those lines. It had mm -hmm. raspberry in it. Mm -hmm. I'm never drinking a beer with raspberry in it. Mm -hmm. But you want to try? I want to give it a try. Yeah, yeah. And it was delicious. Yes. It was surprisingly yes. good. I wouldn't drink a whole lot of them, but it was very, and that's what, to me, a craft beer festival is supposed yeah, to be Yeah, you about. can look around and go, hmm, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I'd like to one. try a ticket for this brewery, yeah. and I haven't heard of this brewery before. But for these guys so, that charge 90 bucks, I don't see the value in that. So, I, so we didn't go. No, we didn't go. So anyway, I just feel you have to get your headspace around. If To me, being... Okay, so we're going to Portugal in March, and, and it's going to be – I'm so – I think about that and think, wow, we're going to Portugal. Like, it's so wonderful. But we cannot then, you know, go to beer festivals or go over to the you know, motorbike sure. show, all that stuff. And you then just have to change your headspace and be in this, well, this is where we are. It's a beautiful day. Let's go for a walk. Like, we have to just do things that don't require money. Does that mean that we can't go to the uh, Naughty But Nice Taboo Festival in uh, Vancouver? 
in February. How much is it? Uh, 15 bucks a ticket. I think you wanted to take me there last year. The Taboo Naughty But Nice Sex Show provides an upscale adult playground dedicated to enhancing lifestyles, encouraging romance, personal betterment, and all things taboo. I don't know what I should think, peeps. Do you think that I should be concerned that Sean wants to take me to this show? <laughs> or do you think I should be happy that last year he wanted me and he wants me to go again this year, although we didn't go last year? I think these things are... Should I be concerned because he thinks we should go this year because <laughs> he's bored? <laughs> What are your reasons for wanting to go? This, this no, no, is, come on. Tell me what your reasons I'm are. I'm trying to talk here. Come on. I'm trying. <laughs> this is one of those things that, that is, I find very interesting. The, the social, not aspects of it, but the cultural thing. This is very overall naughty, air quotes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you're going to go to one of these shows. There's going to be a bunch of other people there. Who also at least half of them are also going to feel naughty. Yeah, and it shows our uptightness around sex in general. Certainly here in North America, that people going to a show where they could learn more about sex in general, where they could learn just to have fun with sex, just to have this be a fun show. Mm-hmm. And yet, there's always that this little titillation aspect of it that is just so interesting to me. Because to me, I could walk the doors of the show and it wouldn't phase me at all. I don't think of it as naughty or taboo or anything else along those lines. It's it's a show where you can go to find lube and vibrators and bondage devices. And you can watch a uh, Tory Black, a porn star, is going to be there. You can meet Tory Black, the porn star. <laughs> Big deal. I, I don't care. I'm not going to meet her. I don't, I don't care. Uh, there is the, the um, uh, entertainment Free with admission. The entertainment is um, Body Heat, Canada's, what is it? Body Heat is, it's, it's, a, it's a, a male strip show. Uh, Miss Bum Bum North American Contest. You should go to that one. <laughs> what does Miss Bum Bum do? <laughs> uh, Tantra, Miss Pole Dance. Uh, oh, I'd like to pole dance. The BossBondage.com presents the Bondage Sideshow. So all this stuff that, in theory, you should look at with, an open mind from the point of view of this will make your sex life better if you all enjoy it and get into it without it being naughty. I don't think people that I think people that are open are going to go through the doors to this place. I would rather do that than be in a situation which I've been in where a guy takes me to a sex shop sort of against your will what do you mean no no he took me like hey let's go it was on commercial actually yes this, i did yes i know we're talking i about know and <laughs> another guy too that you took me to tramp. a well, I didn't. Uh, well, you told me you had never <gasps> been in one of those stores you. before did i you told me you had never been in one of those stores before i'm sorry sweetheart i'm so sorry did i did i really you did <gasps> Oh, folks, I'm so sorry, but I would never. I haven't deliberately lied. You didn't want me to know that you'd been in a sex shop before. Because you keep thinking that I want you to think about you as this virginal little sweet, innocent little thing. Well, that's why I wear my Peter Pan collars up to my neck <laughs> and my, my little bonnets. I would be more comfortable going to this than I would going into a sex shop. Really? Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Sex shops are too small and 
people come up to you and go, hello, may I help you? And it's like, uh, mm, just looking, thanks. I don't know. It's just kind of different. See, and for me, that, that's, I have no issue with that whatsoever. It, it doesn't, doesn't. I've gone into a sex shop by myself. Oh, that's maybe why, uh, uh, maybe why the, you think that I fibbed. I've been in a sex shop by myself before. The well, one just off just of Fourth Avenue. You just some guy took you to one on commercial. Okay, sorry. Anyways, the yes, let's go to the ever, naughty show. The funniest one I was ever in was the Hustler shop in Nashville when it first opened up. Hustler. And we bought a vibrator <clears throat> and a beautiful woman behind the counter, beautiful, tall, black woman, mm-hmm. looked at me and said, would you like me to test this out for you first? And I was like, <laughs> bet she does that deliberately. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> sure. Uh, do we do that like in private or do what? Do I get to watch? You know, I mean, do, do you clean it off afterwards? Oh, have you seen that place in Italy that's just opened? It's just sex sex toys, like no. girls. Like, what do you call them? Vibrators. Real? Dildo. No, 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 no. Real women dummy. Uh, oh, the real dolls thing. The real doll. They have a hot, just with the dolls. Yeah. And Those are creepy ass dolls. They uh, their lips feel real. They yeah. they feel real. That everything about them is real. But it's the cleaning of them that gets me. Yeah. So you know, okay. So you pay your money. Off you go. Have a great time with you know Linda Lulu here or whatever. Yeah. But then you have to clean. Someone's it up. gonna hose this thing down. Yeah, and that to me. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm looking at your cat hunting birds. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'll go to the naughty show. Okay, we'll go to the naughty. Whatever it's called. Uh, it's called Taboo, the Naughty But Nice Sex Show. It's silly. It's silly. You know, I have a beautiful vibrator, but I never use it. <laughs> I'm a manual girl. I really am. I, I, I really am. We just took a step there that uh, I wasn't expecting to take. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Well, I'm not going to be uptight about it. I exactly. bet you every woman has a vibrator in her underwear drawer. No, I would say not every woman does because there's, it's still considered to be. Yeah, there he goes. <laughs> we almost got one. He's hunting them. We're watching know. the cat outside hunt, hunt mm-hmm. birds. Um, no, I'd, I'd be willing to bet that not every woman has them because it's still considered, in, in again, in North America, and I'd be willing to bet in Western culture in general, women's sexuality threatens men. And because of that, women feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of women feel that sex is a bad thing, a naughty thing, something they're not supposed to enjoy. I don't That's think that changing way at all a anymore. lot. Yeah, That's no. certainly changing a lot. Yeah. But it's if still, anything, I feel more empowered in it than ever. But outwardly, and I'm 54. outwardly, certainly, a lot of people. I still, I, I, I haven't been long in the. Um, caution around looking very sexy when I go into a public place. Thinking that, and it's an awful burden on a woman and I should be proud of of my body and and my level of, of, of fitness and being able to wear what I can wear. But I still... There's even tiny bits of it left where if I... I'm looking very sexy in a little dress or whatever that I feel like I am asking for yes. I- inappropriate attention. Yep, right. And it's funny because when you and I were in Vancouver the other weekend and a young woman walked in, and bless her heart, she could have looked gorgeous in something. You know, she was a pretty young girl. She was a little bit bigger, but that's okay. She's still, you know, a sexy girl. But she just 
I, and I shouldn't have felt that way, but I looked at her and, and, and what she had on and I thought, oh, honey, no, like she, did, I don't know how to think. It was just, it was just very, um, oh, I don't want to say she was inviting trouble because that just doesn't sound right. I don't know how to express it. You're the man. You saw her. Yeah. And I, and I, I do agree that she was very, very pretty. She had a beautiful face. She did. Her makeup was done very well. She had beautiful blue eyes, black hair. She was also a, a, a fat girl. There's no way to describe it. She was a fat girl. She was There's luscious. No, There's nothing wrong with that. She was yeah. Titan-esque. Yeah. But the outfit she had on was inappropriate to her body type in the sense that it was a skin-tight. Very short. Uh, I think they're called sweater had, dresses. Yeah, she had a big split way up the side. Like she, yeah. couldn't, she couldn't, let's put it this way, she couldn't sit comfortably. That's right. She, to sit properly, you couldn't help but it rise up and, yep. and be too high up, if yep. you know what I mean. Very, very high boots up above her knees, which were, you know, Lovely. they're great. I love, I love those. I don't know. Anyway, so dilemma that women still, I think, because I, in my power, I want to look that way. I love looking yep. like that. And it's just still a bit of a thing that haunts me. It's from being, it's from growing up in Australia. I think. Sorry, guys. Speaking of which, Easy our guys. official Australian <gasps> correspondent, Scott is Thrift. He, how is he? Uh, firstly, to finally answer the question from two weeks ago, there are yes. two ways across Sydney Harbour. Uh-huh. The Harbour Bridge and the Harbour Tunnel, which leaks. That's not oh, a good dear. thing for a tunnel. <laughs> oh, dear, Scott. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> <That's not> good. <laughs> <laughs> the fireworks are on. Go under the leaky tunnel. I don't know much about engineering, but I know a tunnel <laughs> under the water leaking is not a good thing. Oh, dear. He says, secondly, it is hot, hot, hot in Australia this week. We had 45 degrees Celsius on Friday with yeah, more to follow yeah. on the weekend. 45 degrees Celsius for <clears> our <throat> American re- listeners. 45 degrees. Let me just figure this out. 45. Oh, it's currency. Hey, Siri, how much Fahrenheit is 45 degrees Celsius? Okay. Well, Why does she do that sometimes? Hey, Siri, what is 45 degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? 113 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, for some folks, people I know of who live in Phoenix, that ain't nothing. Yeah. But for most of us, that's very hot. I remember Christmases like that. That would be very, very unpleasant. Oh, yeah. You're uh, just sitting there. Um, actually, the, the heat map of Australia, there are some parts of it. You know how they have that? It goes from blue to red mm, in yes. various gray. It's gone black in some of the heat maps. It's gotten so hot in the interior. In of the interior, the map oh itself has just turned See, black. This, well, this is where you start worrying about fires. It just oh, absolutely, the whole town. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We had a, a, a funny conversation. Um, our son Damon has had a little bit of a, 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 a virus. A lung. I had a virus on his lung. It's silence on the air because Mr. King is staring at me because I interrupted him. No, you didn't just interrupt me. You said the punchline of the joke. Oh. I'm about to describe the process we went through with this child. Oh, I'm sorry. About how we thought it was liver failure at one point Oops. and go through the discussion oh, we had wait. with him. Wait. Only for you to go lung infection. <laughs> What the hell is wrong with you? What are you going to fill up your time with now? That exactly. I'm... Oh, come on. You can There's do it. There's five minutes of the show. You just stole from oh, me. Oh, for heaven's sake. 
What else were we going to talk about? Jesus. She's such a drama queen. Yo, you call Damon a drama queen. <laughs> Whoa. You just pulled a Melnicki on me. Oh, I did. I don't even know the guy. I feel so sorry for him. He's never going to live it down. That, Poor that guy. Was, that happened 15 years ago. I still called him Melnicki. So, yes, after several episodes, we discovered he, he had a lung infection. And um, I think it was Friday morning. This started happening on Wednesday evening and went all, all through Thursday. Uh, Melissa gave, you know, we gave him some ibuprofen and some others. Friday morning or Saturday morning, one of the two, Melissa goes, I should check on Damon. I said, nah, I don't bother. She was like, why not? I said, either he's okay or he's dead. And if he's okay, then there's no point in checking on him. And if he's dead, why ruin your morning? Yeah. You know? <laughs> she said, do it at the end of the day. Like, exactly. Have a nice day first, then. Then check on You him. know you would have had another nice day in your life. Exactly. You know? Come here. Can you believe it, folks, that this is how this man talks? <laughs> it's how I think is how I talk. Like, that's why you I don't like my... Rory, do you? No, I don't that's know. Why I, I might tur- like him after he graduates, but I don't like him right now. Okay. That's why I turn my phone off at night, is because if someone calls me with bad news in the middle of the night, I don't want you to wake me up, because nothing I'm going to do will be able to do with the bad news. Yeah, you might as well get a good night's sleep. Exactly. Right? You know, if someone calls up and says, so-and-so died, I'm like, oh, that's a shame. It's I two in the do- morning. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Can I, I, can't do sh- I can't do shit about it. You know, I can't. I'm not going to go to the hospital, because they're already dead. You know, I'm, I'm not going to get on a plane. They're, they're, they're dead. It's, it's not going to matter. Darling, you need to understand when you're a parent, you, you do, if you're away, you do keep your phone on. It's no, you keep you your doing. phone on. I'm not going to. Because you're not a parent. I just don't think you should, you know. But I understand your logic, you know. <laughs> just, I why, do. I ruined the sl- sleep. Yeah. Don't go check now, on him now. Let's go have a walk. And- when, when Melissa sat down to, to do the show, she didn't bring in her traditional item, which is? Well, I don't sit still very often. Which is? And my nail Let polish. Let me tell the story! <laughs> nail polish! And I said, where's your nail polish? And you said, hey, no, I'm, I'm not going to wear nail, nail polish ever again. Melissa has lovely little hands. I love her little hands. <laughs> and she puts on nail polish, and her hands look lovely like they do with nail polish. Yes. So, but why didn't you want to put on nail polish? Because there's no point. Because I'm not a glam girl. Now, tell the audience what you were saying about that. I'm a pioneer woman. No, that you think you are. Oh. Or or you want to be. Well, I'm not a glam girl. I mean, I'd love to be one of those little glamorous women with their little nails. And I just, every time I see women with those nails, I I go, they're beautiful nails. But it's not me. It's just, I have to accept the fact. And because I don't sit still for very long, when we're doing the show, I thought to myself one morning, oh, well, I could put nail polish on and not screw it up like I usually do because I'll put nail polish on and then go, okay, well, I'm going to go and yeah, do the dishes, <laughs> do the dishes now. <laughs> and I screw it all up. Yep. So when I'm sitting with my beautiful, wonderful, beloved husband doing the show, I thought, well, if I do my nails, I'm not moving. Exactly. So I'm doing my nails. It was very funny. <clears throat> uh, I don't know how the conversation came up, but our friend Susan, Susan Thayer, the lovely Susan Thayer, yes. uh, posted on Facebook uh, a couple months ago. About how she had gone and gotten fake nails oh, for, did, for the first time in her life. Yeah, well, I just did it for the first time in my life when I was 50. And and so, so did Susan. And and like Susan, you hated it. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get them off. I was like, oh, my God. I just hated it. Why? Well, first of all, it's like all these things that women are doing now. And I really, this is another whole other topic women are putting on that 
fake eyelashes that need to be filled every few weeks. You've got to go back and get them filled. What else? They put on their nails and then they don't just, you don't just go, oh, I've got beautiful nails. Your nails grow and you've got to go get them filled. (laughs) And, And they just, and when they start to, when your nails start to grow, there's a gap and you start to, and it feels really, like I, I actually snapped mine off. Like yeah. I actually was trying to like get them off and it was impossible. <laughs> it was just awful. I hated them. They're, they're fake appendages on your, on the end of your hands. The things women go through is amazing. It's bizarre to me. And you know, you're a man and I suppose you'll, you will correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm sorry, I don't want to make the assumption that women are doing it for men. Women are doing it for themselves. But I think a part of them is doing it because it, it for their own feeling about themselves or whatever the reason. No. Men don't care. No, we don't. Men don't care whether you've got fake boobs or real boobs. Nope. They don't care if you've got fake hair or real fake nope. Men are that shallow yep. <laughs> that they actually do not care if you've got beautiful yep. glamorous nails yep, or yep, long yep, eyelashes. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yep, yep. It's absolutely true. So it's an industry based on vanity, for sure. And I'm vain. I'm the first to admit it. But in terms of appeal or whatever, that's not what men are looking nope. looking for. Nope, nope, nope. We don't care. Okay, so it's an interesting topic, huh? Speaking of men and interesting topics, we saw, hopefully everyone else saw this uh, new Gillette, The Best a Man Can Be ad. I read about this on Twitter, mm-hmm. saw all these comments about it, and thought, wow, this is going to be you know, just a bombshell. I watched the ad and went, are you fucking kidding me? Sorry. Can I, I, can you, I cannot believe that somebody would be upset about this ad, that somebody would throw their Gillette razors away and say they're only going to buy Schick razors, that somehow <laughs> you're offended by this ad. If you're offended by this ad, you're who this ad was meant to be for. Well, there you go. This ad is nothing more than what it should be. This is the way men should be. It's the way people should be. If you see someone being bullied, you stop the bullying. Mm-hmm. You see one of your friends being an asshole to women, you stop him. Mm-hmm. This is not rocket science. It's called being a decent human being. Well, but it's towards anyone, though. If you exactly. see someone bullying anyone, it doesn't have to be a woman. It can be a person. Exactly. Then you stop them. This is how people should treat people. That's right. This is, this is not a man thing. This is Gillette doing it because... They're, they're, they think they can make money off and good for them. I, but I think the message of the ad is so bloody obvious that no one should be upset by it. And if I you're d- upset by it, you're exactly the kind of jerk they're talking about. If anyone, I've seen all kinds of people on Twitter saying, oh, that, 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 shut up. But what's the matter with them? Why, do, why is it offending them? Because so? they don't want Gillette to tell them how to be a man. Hmm. And if you think this is Gillette telling you how to be a man, you don't know how to be a man. If you are a man, then you watch his ad and go, duh. Of course, that's what I do. That's what I would do in the situations that they're talking about. I would protect children. I would protect women. I would protect other men. It's what you do. You protect yes. people. It's about people. Exactly. Mm. But yeah. just the supposed backlash of this just is unbelievable. Well, my first response was, oh, dear, how unfortunate that they have to make an ad like that. Walt Stevenson on Twitter writes, the world doesn't need this ad. Yes, it does. It absolutely needs this ad. It needs men and people and women to stand up and go, this is what you're supposed to do. Yes, but see, Sean, I disagree with you. 
It's like parenting books. It's like they're preaching to the converted. People that aren't going to act this way are not going to suddenly act this way because they've watched the Gillette ad. People that are incapable of of parenting without support aren't going to go and buy necessarily the books to be a good parent. Good parents go and buy parenting books on how to be good parents. Good point. So – it, good for Gillette. I'm not putting them down for doing it, but I don't really see why the world needs this ad. Because people don't act this way. We need to be reminded. I think what the ad can do is to encourage those people who aren't sure to step up and do these things. So if you see a kid being bullying, bullied, instead of going, oh, that's such a shame, maybe this ad will get you to go, you know what, I'm going to step up and stop the bullying. When you see one of your friends wolf whistling at a woman, instead of just thinking to yourself, oh, Tom's a jerk, walk up to Tom and go, Tom, that's not cool. That's just, let's not do that, okay? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's who the ad is for. Yes, but my concern is this has all been done before. Sure. It gets done to death in the schools yeah. with boys a lot in the schools, but also girls, but mostly boys. It is done and done and done and done. And my concern is is that there has been a backlash in regards to to me what is has become in the schools because I've worked with children for so long mm. a hyper management of little boys. There are certain things that I believe is a part, and I'm not talking about males doing things that are, are offensive against females. I'm talking about the culture of being a young boy, mm-hmm. and I think that it's being stifled terribly. And that's part of the backlash. It's like, oh, my God, we have to stop little boys from doing anything at all that is minutely looking aggressive or anything. They can't even pick up a stick in the playground. They can't even wrestle. And it concerns me. I think that it's a mistake. So that's just – anyway, I know it's it's not directly to do with the ad. I'm just saying that it's unfortunate this ad had to be made. And that I wonder how many guys are going to go, oh, I'm being a real asshole. I better stop. I don't know. No, I don't think they will. I think their friends might. Okay. I like this comment uh, on Twitter. I guess Gillette isn't good for sensitive skin after all. (laughs) 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 Besides, Um, a lot of guys have really big beards now. So, Show me on the razor where the bad company hurt you. (laughs) So anyway, yeah. So, it's interesting. It is it's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Wired magazine had the speaking of uh, playgrounds had the five best toys of all time. I think this is a very very interesting list, if only because you wouldn't expect you don't think of these things as toys. You know what the greatest toy of all time is? A stick. That is, and, and there's a there's a World Toy Hall of Fame, and this was the first thing ever entered into well, it, because it's true. I had two boys and sticks. I mean, look at Rory still. Yeah. He has just, just, he's 13 years old, started to come home, and not every time, from the beach without a <laughs> stick. I have moved houses many times over the last years, and I have taken piles of sticks. That's my stick for this. That This stick is shaped like a gun. This mm-hmm. stick's like one of those hmm, in Star Wars. 
stick. I yep. totally agree. Yep. Damon was the same. Sticks, sticks, and more sticks. Yet all the toys stay in the bedroom. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Number two, a box. Oh, my God. Yes. Now, I can see why stick is number one, because stick is more versatile than a box. Yes. I, pr- I would prefer a stick over a box. Oh, yes. As a kid. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, mm-hmm. a box is a toy. Mm-hmm. Um, string. <laughs> now, I would prefer string over a stick. We, uh, hmm. I, I think I can do more with string than I can with a stick. As a kid, as a toy, as a... I don't know about pretend. An imagination device. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Or right. as something to play with. All right. Because I can do more yes, with Yes, but you string. like to unravel strings and things. You're a I bit do. odd that I'm, way. I'm, I'm sure you would... <laughs> Sean likes it when the Christmas lights come out, I do. people. I do. It's like, here you go, dude. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's anyway. It's a. Lovely. I actually like when I untie my shoes and they get caught up in a knot. I'm like, ooh, I get to unravel that. Okay, yeah. well, we'll address that. Okay, shall we? <laughs> a cardboard tube. Oh yes, always had to save them from the foil or the plastic in the kitchen. The, the best ones were the um, wrapping paper ones. Well, the big, yeah, because you could have all sword fights and bang each other. Yeah, with them. But, but, but only put, once. Put little balls in them and make runs. Yes, that's the, and then. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the thing I loved about the two was making yeah. that noise. Yeah, well, that was often as, a, as an early intervention therapist for little ones that had motor delays. I would say get a cardboard tube from your kitchen and roll the ping pong ball through. Um, and that's the best game you could play yep. right now. And the kids loved it. So. And the fifth best toy of all time? <laughs> oh, I love all of them. What a great list. Oh, so, yeah. I was expecting like Rubik's Cube and Trouble. Reminiscent and, for yeah. me. I thought of about Twister. Oh, yeah, exactly. But, but I think was, I thought that was a great list. And marble runs. I love marble runs. We didn't have very many <clears> marbles <throat> when I was a kid. We never really played marbles all that much. I loved marbles. Our school would go through crazes, and one of the crazes was um, marbles where you dig the hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the whole playground would be covered in holes. <clears throat> you know, this is an unfortunate part of my personality. I like to embarrass you, right? Yes. <laughs> she says, not wistfully at all. Uh-huh. So let's, let's play a game. All right. How well do you know your husband? Oh, dear. I know. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. You ready? Oh, my. Okay. Number one, name a food he won't eat. He hates um, pineapple. Yes. He hates coconut. You're right. Yep. You were correct. Um, He doesn't really, not that No, eat. no, you don't have to name everything. Oh, just, okay. Just lettuce? Go. Okay, go on. You go out to eat, what would he drink? He'd have a beer. Correct. What are his nicknames for you? Muffin. Yes. Gorgeous. Yes. Um, You're doing good so far. Um, what is something he is a lot of? He is a lot of. No, so what is what is something he has a lot of? Cords. <laughs> what is his favorite store? Ooh, Pottery Barn, maybe. No. <laughs> He probably loves whole shot out at out, out there with the motorbikes. Well, it depends on. And there's yeah. too many different kinds of stores. That's a difficult question. I would say if if I had to pick, I'd say William Sonoma. Oh well, I'm not going. Okay, I don't and even... we went there for the first time a couple of weeks ago. We picked up Rory. Went to Williamson. 
What were we doing in That's there? That's a kitchen device gadget oh, store. Oh, God. Okay, all, all well, I would never have said that yeah. because I would, I would say a kitchen gadget store. Yeah, I would say it's my favorite. <laughs> something I mean, you enjoy doing. Something I definitely enjoy doing. <laughs> um, when your man is on the phone, who is he usually talking to? Well, Sean isn't on the phone. No, I'm people, not. People, so That's right. um, That's right. me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What is his favorite show? Well, he loves the Big Bang Theory. Yes. He loves Young Sheldon. He loves With Me. Oh, there's so many shows that we watch together. But I think he loves Big Bang. That's one of his favorites. That's one of my favorite. What would he never wear? He would never wear Birkenstocks. Yeah. <laughs> Or Crocs. Or Crocs, thank God. If you see me in a pair of Crocs, I think he's making a punch me in the throat. No, it's time for Sean yeah, to go with right. if he's in Crocs. What's your man's favorite food? Sushi. Lobster. There you go. There you go. What's his favorite sport? Hmm, I think it might be motorbike racing. Correct. What is something that you do that he wishes you didn't? Something I do. Oh, be crazy. Go crazy. <laughs> Something I do that you wish I didn't. Something I do that you wish I didn't. Probably put myself down or knock, something. Knock. Like. Who's there? Interrupting cow. <laughs> oh, I interrupt him on occasion. Oh, <gasps> you lie. Uh, what's his favorite animal? Penguin. What could he do all day long and not get bored? What he does now on the computer, be no, on the computer. Sure. Do photography, I think. Yeah. Or ride motorcycles. Or, or ride his motor- yep. motorcycle. Where but, is his favorite place to visit? Probably Italy. Correct. How does he take his coffee? Just with cream. Correct. You did very And not filled very all the way to the top. Well, yeah, because I'm lying down in bed when you give it to me. That's very good. I'm very impressed. I was expecting you wouldn't get some of those. Are you serious? Seriously. Yep, seriously. So, thank you. You're welcome, sweetheart. Shall we do the same for me? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Don't you think? Everyone tell me if you think that's unfair, <laughs> please. <laughs> What's my favorite food? Oh. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> What do you do that I, I, I don't like? I, I know you like, and we only found this out just this past Friday, uh, your hamburger with, and, and hope you're, Scott, hopefully you're, sitting down, you're sitting down, folks. She likes Australian hamburgers, which have a ring of pineapple and a beet on it. Always beets. Which seems just very, very odd Scott, to most of us. Scott will relate to that. So will Scott Jason will Pantor, understand, yeah. and so will Jason. You've got to have fine. beets on your burger. Fine, we'll, we'll, we'll do... This for you. A name of, name to... of food she won't eat. A food you won't eat. A food that I've seen you not eat, that you've said you wouldn't eat. I don't think there is any. You are a very good eater. You are a wide-ranging. There's nothing you I've heard you say that you wouldn't eat. Is there a food you wouldn't eat? I don't like to eat squid or octopus. Hmm. I, don't I like think I knew that. I wouldn't yeah. eat shark. I wouldn't eat dolphin. Yeah, no, no. It's... Things like that. But I'd eat crap. You go out to eat, what would she drink? Yeah, you'd have a beer. I'd have a beer yeah. with you. What are your nicknames for me? I don't think you have any. I call you Mr. King. Mr. King's not I nickname. call you Sweetheart. Yeah. What's something she has a lot of? 
lot of hair. <laughs> Good catch. Thank you. Thank you very much. What is her favorite store? Revolve. It's an it's, online store, but it's your favorite. It's a good one. Uh, when you're, when she's on the phone, who's she talking to? Uh, 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 Corey. Probably. Your, her favorite show? Same as mine, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I love House it. House of Cards. House of Cards. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, um, what's the one we finished watching with? Justified. Justified. Miss it so much still. What would she never wear? Yoga pants outside the house. I wore yoga pants when we went on our walk yesterday. I wouldn't wear sweatpants. Sweatpants. That's, I knew there was the, the, the one word sweatpants. Not that I really have any, but. Uh, what's her favorite food? Your favorite food? Sushi? No? What's your favorite food? I love Thai food. I love Mexican. We've never had Thai food together. No, we haven't. I don't think of I don't think of macadamia nuts as, as a food. If it said favorite snack, I definitely would have picked mm. macadamia nuts because mm. you love your macadamias. I love I love Thai food. We never had Thai food. Never had Thai food. There's a Thai food restaurant up the street. Why haven't we gone? I don't know. It's absolutely Thai. I used to get that all the time with my giddy. What's her favorite sport? Yeah, you don't really have a favorite sport. Oh. Uh, sorry, I, 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 I take it back. Tennis. I love to watch tennis. Yeah. The Australian Open's on, and I can't watch it. Scott and. Ooh. And Jason. What's something that you do that she does that I wish you didn't interrupt me? No, it's not right. Um, something that you do that I wish. Well, I'm trying to figure out because there's nothing you do. Sorry, uh, am, I, am I reading this wrong? What's something that? You do that she wishes you didn't. Is that, am, am I reading that right? Well, you told me that what I did that, that bothered you was interrupting Okay. You. So what is it that you do that bothers me? No, what no. is it that you do that what bothers me? I do that me? bothers you. Oh, he looks so cute right now, you guys. Well, there are things, but I don't know if I can say them because you'll, you'll get mad at me. Well, go on, say them. You. He doesn't like it when I get mad at him. Oh, he doesn't like it when I'm jealous. Let's say it. Let's oh, just geez. get out okay. there. Okay, all right. It. Yes, yes. He yes. doesn't like it when I'm red-haired, green-eyed, jealous. Oh my God! What's her favorite animal? Cats? Dogs? No, Cats? jaguars no? are my favorite animals. Oh, okay. When they say favorite animal, I, my brain thinks. I know. Pets. Yeah, because I love dogs. I love cats. But... What could she do all day long? And not get bored? Put around in the garden. <laughs> Okay, that's good. Beach. I could be at the beach all day Where's long. Where's her favorite place to visit? Home, Newcastle, the beaches. I at home. How does she, she take her coffee? The same way I do, which is why it's the best ever. Because <laughs> yeah, we just grab any <clears throat> coffee mug and drink out of it. That's right. Yeah, too bad we don't have the same glasses prescription. Yes, that would be helpful. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that wasn't nearly as painful as, as, as I thought. <laughs> I must admit, I was much more quick. Oh yeah, my no, no, yeah, about you. you were you were much better about that. <laughs> but women are more complicated than men. Let's let's face it. Generally, five years ago, my husband and I gave his infertile sister some of our fertilized embryos. We were done having children. We meant this as a gift, as my sister-in-law was in agony. She now has a beautiful daughter. But my husband and I are rethinking our offer. 
She's overly involved to the point that she has refused to leave the child alone, even with her husband, for over a year. My niece has obvious separation anxiety and is still not toilet trained. Their marriage is on the rocks, but my sister-in-law asked for the last of our embryos this Christmas. She did this in front of the entire family and followed up twice on our non-committal response. We still have four embryos in storage and have been debating what to do. My sister-in-law is not abusive, but in my heart of hearts, I can't say she's a good mother. My husband doesn't like his sister pushing this, pushing on this in front of everyone. He says we should lie and say an accident happened. I don't know. And I hate the presumption of my sister-in-law pushing after we demurred the first time. It was humiliating having my private business paraded in front of everyone without a word. I fear what will happen if we refuse this. Well, my first inclination is that you shouldn't have done it at all in the first place. I really? Don't think. No. Why do you say that? Because it's fraught with potential. It's a potential disaster. Yeah, but it's also fraught with wonderfulness. Yes, but you can you can do this. Why does it have to be within the family? You can do this. You can, you know, um, there's all sorts of ways that a woman can have a baby now. Sure, but I think in this case we can, let's make the assumption that the sister-in-law wanted family DNA in the baby. At least the husband, uh, sperm donor, is her brother, and therefore it's sort of family. And I, 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 it's yeah, a stretch, sorry, I agree. I, I, I don't think so. But, I would... but the, the, the main point of it is, should they do this for this sister-in-law? I'd say no. I'd say no. I'd say absolutely no. <clears throat> and no. whether you want to say it's because we don't think you're a good mother or not, probably not. But you can very easily say, no, we're just not going to do this. We, we're, we don't feel comfortable doing this. Hmm. We did it once. We did it once already, though, so which makes it difficult to say no true, again. But true, but you got to stand up, and especially situation. if you think that she's not. How old is the little one, and she's not uh, toilet trained? A year old. Oh, it's not such a bad thing. God, don't be too much of a harsh judge. Jeez. My brother died 10 years ago. He was only 50. He was married for 15 years to a woman I'll call Alice. A few years later, Alice became engaged but never remarried because she would have lost my brother's benefits. Her fiancé died a couple of months ago, and now she's posting repeatedly on Facebook that she has lost the love of her life. Oopsie. I think it's extremely disrespectful to my brother. I understand she may feel that way, but to continue to post it is a slap in the face to our brother. I've read your column for years, but I appreciate your opinion. First opinion, unfollow her on Facebook. I tell you, you don't have to be privy to what she's saying. Exactly. If that's how she feels in her heart right now. Then that's her business. And you just have unfollow no idea her. what her relationship with your brother was 10 no. years ago. Yeah. It may have been a great one. Maybe this is a better one. Well, maybe. And maybe she just feels at this time that he was the love of her life. And maybe this is the time when she's just in that grief phase. And this is what she's, she's saying. Yeah. Unfollow her on Facebook. Yeah. It's none of your business. She is your former sister-in-law. The, 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 nothing in here talks about children or else, I guess. So I don't know if there's any other relationship, connection mm. to Alice. But unfollow her. It's interesting that they mention that she still gets his benefits. It's yeah, like, well, that, is that part of it, too? That is that might what be you're little, worried that about? That might be a little petty of them to mention that. I didn't like not, that. It's got yeah, nothing to do with really exactly. what they're just saying. It. It, it actually says more, more about you than it does about them. Mm. It's one of the challenges and one of the um, 
sort of ongoing conversations about social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're seeing something, <gasps> ah, it's just you can unfollow, yep. or do you? You can just be be completely unable to unfollow because you want to know what happens next. But then again, if that's the case, then you have to be prepared for the bad things to happen next too. You do, and not judge them, and yeah. not yeah, it's a tricky one. I have a food allergy. It sucks. I used to love food that I'm now allergic to. I've hmm. been in a relationship for three years, and my guy is mostly good about my allergy. I also have a few foods I just plain don't like. My partner will sometimes put all these foods, the one I'm allergic to and the ones I don't like, in the same category. He complains that he can't eat my allergen, but also these other foods as well. I end up feeling like it's both my fault for my allergy and other few, the other few foods that repulse me. I try to make sure we eat delicious meals from all over the world. I just get so upset when he starts talking to me about food in this way. He also gets upset. I don't care at all if he eats these things without me, but he acts like he can't, and I'm to blame. How do I talk about this constructively with him? We just tell him that very thing. I don't mind, sweetheart, if you eat these foods, but just don't make it such a big issue. Your boyfriend's a dick. He's a dickhead. He's a complete dick. Yeah. I mean, it's awful burden what's happening to her, but he's making it worse. Yeah. No. Yeah. You just say, no, don't do this anymore. If you want to eat the foods, you go right ahead, but don't make it such an issue. Melissa said she doesn't like squid. I'm not going to get mad at her because I can't eat squid. Well, no. I mean, you had octopus at, at sushi the other yes, night. Yes, that's right. You didn't like, get I'm old... not going to go, Sean, that's right. you're eating an octopus. It's offensive. Go for it. And it depends on the kind of allergy she's talking about. If it's like a, a peanut allergy and you're worried about getting contaminated in food, that's different than... Allergic to broccoli, okay, I'm going to have the broccoli on my side of the my plate, and you have your broccoli over, the, you're not going to have broccoli at all. Yeah, no, your boyfriend's a dick, lady. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if she's going into anaphylactic shock if she sniffs a peanut at all or anything, I don't know how severe it is, but yeah, he's a dick. So that being the case, my advice is dump the dick. Well, she might love the dick. Yeah, she probably does. But if... If somebody makes your life unpleasant over something as important as food, something you do three times a day, and this person's getting up in your face over the fact that he can't eat some kind of food. Adapt, dude. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it doesn't. she doesn't sound like there's a wide range of foods. Not like she's um, allergic to, to, to gluten, maybe, where it eliminates a lot of food, plus there's backups to gluten so that's mm-hmm. maybe that may be a bad, bad bad analogy or sugar she's allergic to salt or pepper or whatever it might be mm. that really infiltrates everything and she can't have anything yeah even then you still can't get upset with her about that stuff mm-hmm. she's allergic she can't mm. really about it yeah and the foods that she doesn't like well you can't be upset about that either oh really it's it would be maybe even if in the extreme case that she's a vegetarian and you're not if she says I refuse to allow you to have meat even in the house. That's different. That is different. And it doesn't like she's then saying she's that. Being, no, it doesn't. She's saying we eat foods from all over the world, and she's really, yeah. No, she's saying this. he can eat whatever he wants. He doesn't have to put, but he's putting it on her. I, yeah. hmm, Dump maybe it would look at other parts of your relationship. Perhaps things aren't going too well. <laughs> Think? <laughs> maybe. I don't want to be a judge, though. Oh, judge. Judging is fine. <laughs> no, it's not. This has got to be the dumbest 33-year-old man in the world. Irish doctors report the baffling case of a 33-year-old man who injected his own semen intravenously for a year and a half, a self-developed cure intended to treat his chronic back pain. 
the hell? Oh my god, what was he thinking? What made you think this was a good idea? He actually did it himself. Where did you read this? So what are the repercussions of what he's done? Who cares? He's a moron. I'm intrigued. Well, I don't care. That's okay. just terrifyingly stupid. Oh, my God. Please don't have children. Well, okay. We should sterilize this Is guy. Is he thinking some sort of a stem cell thing that he's mistaking for? What's he thinking? He injected 18 doses of no! semen into his arm to cure back pain and ends up in hospital. Oh, my God. That makes me just... Literally the dumbest guy I've heard all weekend. Some people. We'll finish up with this uh, joke. A couple went Christmas shopping. The shopping center was packed, and as the wife walked around, she was surprised to discover her husband was nowhere to be seen. She was quite upset because they had a lot to do. She became worried. She called him on her mobile phone to ask him where he was. In a quiet voice, he said, Sweetheart, do you remember the jewelers we went into about five years ago where you fell in love with that diamond necklace that we couldn't afford and I told you that I would get it for you one day? The wife choked up and started to cry and said, Yes, I remember that shop. (laughs) He replied, I'm in the pub next door. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, because it said mobile, I'm thinking that it must be, it could potentially be in Australia because that's what they call it. Also in the, uh, in the, uh, Britain. Britain. Europe. You actually Europeans call it a mobile. Speaking of a dick, that husband's a dick. You didn't uh, laugh at that joke as much as I expected you to, so let's go end up with this You'd already told me. I can't believe books that got, uh, these are books that got published. I can't believe they got published. The weirdest books ever hit the bookshelves, part one. Penis Pokey by Christopher Behrens. Oh. (laughs) Images you should not masturbate to. I'm going to make whatever bloody image I like. Dancing with Jesus. Oh, <laughs> that could be fun. Yeah, the the I, I'm tempted to go on Amazon.com and do a search for images you should not masturbate to, but I don't want to see any of them. Oh, no, i got to have a look now. Well, you go right Can I use my Kindle thing to search for you those? You absolutely can. <gasps> images you should not masturbate to. It's a real book. came out in 2011. Do you think it might be like the Virgin Mary? Or I like don't Virgin want Mary, shush, Queen shush, Elizabeth. Shush. 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 <laughs> Justin Trudeau. Shush. Hey, what? Well, I feel, I feel, I feel a little bit. A lot of people masturbate Justin I Trudeau. I know. That's why I said him. Why would you? Folks, um, as always, send us emails to onair at your Mac. No, sorry. It's wrong address. DLTU at YML.me. Love getting emails from you guys. Not just our... Official Australian correspondent, but anyone who wants to send us... Before we go, Blood Moon, Mr. King. Oh, yes, that's right. We're going out tonight, hopefully, fingers crossed. It's a beautiful, clear day out there now. We're going to go out and see the super blood howling wolf moon. Lunar eclipse tonight. Um, I think this is the first thing we've had where the weather's been good. We've had other... Stuff, but the weather's all the weather's gotten you know, and it's right now looking good. Unfortunately, we won't have Dexter to take with us. I miss Dexter. I missed him. <sighs> Dexter's our drone that sadly committed drone aside and fell into the harbor. I don't know why he was having such a good life. <laughs> We were taking care of him. We made you sure know. his batteries were charged. Everything. He, he was everything. seeing incredible sights. Was... We were enjoying him. We were talking to him. We were posting what he was doing. That's right. And he yet, doesn't like fog. We still lost him. 
We. I, uh, um, I, I, I lost him. Fell out of the sky. Um, send us emails to DLTU at YML.me. This is Don't Listen to Us. I'm Sean King. I'm Melissa King. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye.